summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, House, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I'm Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of worldwide affiliates and satellite programming providers. If you'd like to send me an email, studio at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV, and our website where you can find out what we've done in the past, what we're doing in the present, and where we intend on being in the future, www.exxonradiotv.com. RadioTV.com. Now, before I get to my next guest, one simple question for you, and this is a simple question, Exonation. How would you like to be part of UFO history? No, I, I'm I'm serious when I talk about this, because in the summer of 2017, there is going to be a rocket launch that is carrying a satellite, a CubeSat satellite that will be launched into a polar orbit 193 miles above the Earth, with the sole mission of looking for UFOs in, around, above, below, low Earth orbit. Now, if you'd like to be part of this project, it's very simple. Just go to www.cubesatfordisclosure.com. That's www.cubesatfordisclosure.com. My guest this hour is a gentleman that I've had the pleasure of knowing for a while here. Started off as a guest. And this coming week, he is going to be hosting his own show here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. I'm talking about Dr. Gibbs A. Williams. He's uh, got a, he's has his PhD. He's a practicing psychoanalyst in New York City, and also an expert in crisis intervention. And uh, joining me now to talk more about his show, his profession, as well as trying to make sense of what's going on in this crazy world of ours is. Dr. Gibbs A. Williams, and uh, Gibbs, welcome back to the show. Always a great pleasure talking to you. 
Thank you, Rob. Always a pleasure. And you know, Gibbs, we're really excited about having you on the network with your show, Ask Dr. Gibbs. Uh, can you give us an idea what our listeners will have in store for them? Yeah, I thought that um, with my old age, <laughs> I could contribute something. And I got a lot of experience in a lot of different fields, mm-hmm. uh, such as crisis intervention, uh, the prevention and treatment of drug addiction, mainly heroin, uh, which is topical. Oh, it's, it's big um, time, yeah. I'm sorry? It's a big time topic. Yeah, it's a big time topic. And I got a uh, big time solution. Um, the police and um, citizens problem interests me very much, yeah. and I got some uh, contributions to make on that. I think I have something that would be excellent for retraining and for both citizens and police. And then another topic of mine, I guess my favorite one, is um, uh, all about synchronicities or meaningful coincidences, and I thought that a uh, valuable approach that I don't think is um, done is to have people call in and mention their favorite synchronicity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will try to give them uh, what I think is a uh, really good way to interpret them. And it's not only for each individual, but uh, the instructions I will give are good for anybody. And then they can try it out. And then I'd be very interested to know what the uh, what their results are. And I think it would be a really important contribution. And then I have one other that I thought would be valuable since I love what I do for a living, I am a psychoanalyst. Mm-hmm. I know that many people are sort of fuzzy with respect to what really is this or what's therapy in general. And I thought I would uh, be in a position to answer uh, typical questions that people have. For example, when does a, uh, a person become a patient? Sure. Uh, what is therapy? How does it work? How do you know if it works? Well, let me How ask do you, you know who to choose for the best therapist? Well, let, let me ask you a few of these questions on the other side of this break, because I'd like to hear your answer, and I'm sure our listeners would like to hear just partial answers, or as we like to call them in the media, teasers. Exonation, Dr. Gibbs A. Williams is my special guest. He is going to be hosting a show here on the Exon Broadcast Network. Ask Dr. Gibbs, plain and simple. If you'd like more information, visit him online at www. Dr. Gibbswilliams.com and the good doctor and I return on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. 
Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. Mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers its certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th. Registration deadline is September 12th. Experience journey trance, power animals, helping spirits, sacred space, and life purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is The Exxon. If you'd like to find out all the great programming we have available for you, 724-365 on The Exxon Broadcast Network. And instead of sending you to all the different affiliates and the satellite programming providers to find out where you can listen, you just go to one place, www.xzbn.net. Gibbs Williams is our special guest. He's going to be hosting... Ask Dr. Gibbs. And let me ask you a few questions. And doctor, the doctor is in-house, so to speak. Um, What are some of the, you know, like, when does a person, you know, need a psychotherapist? Uh, From personal and professional experience, I would say the following. Most people, look, life is complex. uh, Mm -hmm. And everybody's got worries and issues. So you go to bed with all that stuff. You wake up, and you're either in one extreme or the other. Either you wake up, and whether you feel good or bad, you wake up to your usual feeling about being alive and getting up and going to work or doing whatever you're going to do. If you find that the routine is broken, particularly on the negative, you just really don't want to get out of bed, or you don't see any meaning, mm-hmm. or you're anxious, or you're too sick. When, and that doesn't get better over the next day or two. And you sort of get bogged down and feel really lousy and feel that if you've turned to self-help books, they don't work. And people around you, well, they may be meaningful, uh, you know, well-meaning. Sure. They give you sort of superficial answers. So when you really feel stuck and you either feel that you can't stop something that you would like to stop or you can't get started in something you'd like to start, so you reach a kind of impasse, that's a place where many people will turn to some kind of a therapy or perhaps elevated self-help book or something like that. They'll go for a consultation. Um. Is is there a specific way people should pick a, a psychotherapist? Yeah, I think so. Um, having I had three experiences. One was for four years, twice a week, mm-hmm. which turned out to be poor. And I guess to some extent, somebody just said, you need therapy. So I went to the first therapist I heard about, and I figured, well, that's therapy, not realizing, no, that's not therapy. The therapist is the therapy. But it didn't occur to me to pick the therapist. Um, I tried another one a couple of years later, twice a week. Um, that was fairly good. I sort of felt better about the person, but I don't think it was the right method for me. Then, as I learned how to do be a therapist, and I had very good training, I began to understand what's really effective therapy. And this time, I knew I needed psychoanalysis. And I picked a therapist that I was with for 11 years, three times a week. No insurance. Wow. Here's how I would recommend somebody do it. So let's say you get to the point where you're good and stuck. Mm-hmm. You're really suffering, and you're really in, you know, you're in some trouble. Yeah. And you feel you've run out of options. 
So let's say you go to a website like Psychology on today, that's uh, or some other um, uh, website that gives you a variety of people that you might see. Here's what I would do: fit in your zip code. Then in your zip code, if you have it, you have access to a number of therapists uh, in your zip. They are, will have accompanying bios. Uh, who they are, their experience, their philosophies, their costs, and so forth. Pick two or three people that, for whatever reason, seem like they fit. Call them up. Now, this is the important part. Ask to speak to the therapist for a couple of minutes. Now, most therapists, I, I predict, and I'd be interested in having a poll of the delegation, are probably either not going to call you back or they're going to tell you they're, you're too busy. Come mm -hmm. in. Uh, instantly reject all those people. They're walking on water, and um, they're too good. They're too busy. You don't want them. Let's say you get somebody, they'll talk to you for a few minutes. Yeah. Good. Ask them a really difficult question, like, how do you know this is going to work? Mm -hmm. Or how long do I have to be there? Or Woody Allen seems to have been in there for all his life. Life is not going to happen to me. <laughs> and the important part about that is that you want an honest, undefensive answer from the therapist. You want to feel it's real. He can say, that's a great question. Never thought about it. That's good. That's fine. You want to have a feeling that you're heard and you're treated seriously. Next thing, go in for a, a consult. Now, here's going to be a lot of controversy. Because I believe you should get a free consultation. And once again, you're going to separate out a lot of people who are going to feel like they gave you their precious time and that they're worth uh, all they can get. And from my vantage point, that's self-serving. You don't know them. They don't know you. How can you accept money from a person who you can't work well with? All right, so let's say you have the consultation. In the consultation, just be very honest. Say whatever comes to mind. And you want to feel that you're being unconditionally accepted, that you're in good hands, that the therapist hears you. There's no pushing. There's no guilt producing, no shame, no superficial nonsense. Now, let's say you have, you have three people you want to see, two people you want to see. The first one is, is pretty good. You've got a good feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have an excellent feeling, try it out and make a trial for about 10 sessions. You probably will know whether it's going to be a good fit. If it is, you don't need the 10. But it takes about 10 to get a sense of pacing and knowing each other. Now, let's say you have a pretty good feeling with the first one, but you're not quite sure. Go to a second one, and in that interview, try to say exactly the same thing you said to the first one with the idea that different people are going to pick up on different things. Mm -hmm. And you want to get a sense of what is their reaction. Um, and if you've, if you've been uh, saying essentially the same thing, it's a good experiment because it's a good way of uh, judging how are different people going to react to the same stimulus. At that point, if you pick somebody, just go with your instinct. If both of them are no good, get up and walk out. Don't waste your time. And just keep searching for somebody that you feel it's almost as if it were love at first sight. You know, but wouldn't the person kind of think, oh, my God, I've gone to three, four psychotherapists, and I still haven't found somebody that I can connect with. Maybe my problem is worse than I ever thought it was. No, you haven't found the right person. Keep going. Your own, listen to your instinct. Mm -hmm. This is a little bit like dating, speed dating. Unless you really connect... Yeah. Don't waste your time. Keep looking. There'll be somebody, but you may go through 25 therapists. Let me ask you, Gibbs, what was it that made you want to become a psychotherapist? Well, I guess a facetious answer is I felt crazy, uh, which was not exactly uh, off the mark. Mm -hmm. um, I was in Columbia University, majoring in philosophy, and second year... I had very difficult uh, family issues. I felt increasingly more empty, anxious, depressed. I had a lot of symptoms, and I felt really lousy. And I, at some point, I picked up Freud, who made an enormously, enormous good sense. And I was at a boys' camp, and I remember feeling extraordinarily depressed. And I had made friends with the uh, drama 
counselor, and I said to him, almost in despair, you know, I don't know what to do. I feel really lousy. He said, I'll tell you what to do. Have you ever thought of psychoanalysis? And I did because I was reading Freud. Mm -hmm. And I figured, you know, I don't exactly know what all this is about, but it just intuitively felt maybe I should give it a try. I picked the wrong one, but I I was right. That's what I needed. I just didn't pick the right therapist. With all the stress and pressure, peer pressure that people are under today, especially kids when they go to school, you know, my, you know, it's not like when I was a kid, you went to school, you had a school uniform from the time you started, uh, you know, I think it was grade five and and, grade three until you went right through high school. Everyone dressed the same because they didn't want to have peer pressure. Now kids go in with three, four hundred dollar running shoes, all this electronic uh, paraphernalia that the kids carry around. You know, is is there a time when a parent should really look at their child and say, you know what, you need help? Well, let me back up a little bit. I think you're addressing something that is really a problem of our time. You know, kids are, are pretty smart these days, mm-hmm. and they're flooded with information. And I think one of the major issues that's widespread in creating havoc is, I guess it's two things. Information overload. There's just too much to take yeah. in. Three things. The competition is extraordinarily absurd. And, uh, you know, kids, will, they need more free time. They need more time to develop on their own. Mm-hmm. And, and they need rope. Parents in general who care about their kids and they're well-meaning are too tight. They're too organized. These kids need to experience disorganization in playtime. How about discipline? Discipline is very important, and that falls under the area of being learning how to bear increasing dosages mm-hmm. of frustration. All of my other interests, the police thing, I have a police course, um, learning how to bear anxiety and stress without medication, um, forgot the third thing, but it's all the same, that the key to success is learning how to bear increasing dosages of so-called negative feelings. Chief among them are anxiety, Mm -hmm. depression, stress, and frustration. But what about... That will lead to discipline. But what about the apparent uh, failure of family units because of all the technological gadgets? You know, I've gone to restaurants with my wife and you have uh, a mom and dad sitting at a table with three kids. They're not talking. They're all, they all have their iPads or their smartphones, and they're texting. You know, it's, it's, it's a really good question. I don't have a really great answer. I know that for me, mm-hmm. if I, um, I forgot, for example, to bring my smart, smartphone to, uh, back home from the office, I nearly had an uh, anxiety attack. <laughs> I, 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 I admit I am very dependent upon pushing that little thing, and I love yeah. the colors and so forth. On the other hand, I think if you have parents who are sens- sensible, uh, it leads to an active discussion about um, it, it's a value thing. Yeah. And there is something to be said for being able to communicate intimately without those things and I think I would, rather than make a, a law, which isn't going to work, I'd have an open discussion. Speak honestly. Yeah, you know, like, uh, I, I remember as a kid, you know, we had supper. Mom and Dad were at the table. My brother, myself, and my grandmother, we discussed the th- uh, things that happened at the day. There was a family communal uh, sense of belonging, but you don't see that anymore. Well, I must say, I'm, I'm decades old, and that was not my experience. Uh, it really? was not the 50s, um, whatever those shows were, bringing up Beaver or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, my house was filled with tension and stress, and frankly, if I had had a smartphone, I think it would have been smart of me to get involved with the phone <laughs> rather than to experience the tension, because when I started to mention it, my father would blow up, yeah. and my mother would cry, and I hated coming home. Stand by, Gibbs. You and I have to take our break. Exonation. Dr. Gibbs A. Williams is our special guest. He is the host of Ask Dr. Gibbs on the Exxon Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.xzbn.net. I am Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 11 p.m. Eastern until 1 a.m. Eastern 
right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. Dr. Gibbs and I return in a couple of minutes. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Explanation, uh, Dr. Gibbs A. Williams is our special guest. He's the host of Ask Dr. Gibbs on the Exxon Broadcast Network. For all the information on Dr. Gibbs, as well as his programming schedule, visit www.xzbn.net. Gibbs, um, how many different types of therapy are there? I, I, I've heard of, let me see, Jungian, Freudian. Are, are there more than those main two that are used by therapists? Good question. There is a rather noted book. I'm not exactly 
clear. I don't remember exactly the amount, but mm-hmm. I think it was 365, believe it or not, modalities that somebody is paying for. So that's an amazing amount. They must have invented three more last night. Unbelievable. So based on your experience, does the depth of the problem or the depth of the issues that a person is dealing with, does that um, gate in the mind of the therapist and based on his experience, how many sessions a week there should, you know, the person should come and see him or, you know, uh, how many weeks that it'll take? And when does the person know that it's time to wean off of the psychotherapist? That's a really great question. And from my vantage point over a period of now 45 years, Mm -hmm. here's what I can say on that, that whatever the method is, mind psychoanalysis or psychoanalytic psychotherapy, whatever the method is, there is going to be an attitude uh, to the scientific end of it, Mm -hmm. which is facts and experience verified over time and an art. From my vantage point, the idea as to whether these things are an art or a science is a silly question. It's both. And in terms of depth, uh, from the vantage point of psychoanalysis or psychoanalytic psychotherapy, let's say, the psychotherapy part has to do with the here and now. It's listening and addressing symptoms and symptom relief and exploring um, uh, causes and trying to essentially relieve the person from the debilitating um, factor of symptoms. If that doesn't do the trick, then the problem is clearly more uh, in-depth, and you want to go for causes. So the psychoanalytic part of psychoanalytic psychotherapy is essentially referring to the past and going for origins. Now, it is a misnomer that when people will say, look, get out of the past, live for the now, Mm -hmm. and and, and stop anticipating the future. That's a very good idea, except that's not what happens to human beings. When you are stuck, and like, for example, with PTSD, ultimately, you're going to be reliving past traumas, which really have to be discussed and worked through. And it's not so much what actually happened, it's what you make of what happened and the meanings of that and what it has um, resulted in in terms of psychic structure. So the point being, for such people, the past is not dead. It's very much alive in the present. So that a good therapist is always starting with the here and now, Mm -hmm. and then if the problem is more than surface, then you're going for psychic origins. In terms of how long, it's a good question. Generally speaking, my experience is, and this is um, validated in research, that for a person to have a really good sense of self and be able to answer the questions of who am I really and what do I really want Mm -hmm. and be able to really use their capacities to fulfill their basic talents and desires and wishes and work through their debilitating problems roughly takes, I was going to shock people, it roughly takes about 800 to 1,000 therapeutic hours, and most therapeutic hours are 45 minutes. Wow. So you will say, oh, my God, that's prohibitive in terms of time and money. Mm-hmm. Not really. When you figure out, uh, and I did this exercise that if you figure out the life of a a newborn Mm -hmm. and you figure that the newborn is awake for 12 hours and asleep for 12 hours and you um, take, let's say, the 1,000 hours that I'm suggesting is necessary for real therapeutic success for most people, the reality is when you figure out all this math, it is approximately two and a half days of consciousness. So the point being, it's all wish, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to feel that you can rush these things through. And most new methods uh, argue that therapy is too long and it's too expensive, and they promise that you can shorten it. Well, most of these fly-by-night therapies that are, are very um, much in vogue 
are like hemlines. They go up and down, mm -hmm. and they tend to peter out after a year or two. And psychoanalysis, psychoanalytic psychotherapy continues right on and usually will do the trick with most people. I've got to tell you something, Gibbs. On this show, I talk to psychics. I talk to New Age practitioners. And, and the psychics and people who do tarot card readings, uh, mediumship, and all the divination arts, they scare the hell out of me. Because here they are getting people to listen to them, and they make suggestions on this person's life, and they don't know what the hell they're doing. I believe that they can do more harm than good, whether they say it's just for entertainment purposes. And I don't know how much a psychotherapist charges per hour, but you've got psychics out there who are, are charging nearly $300 an hour. And these aren't licensed. There's no, there's no governing body. They just basically open up a website. They've read a book, and away they go. Uh, I was... At a period of my life, I attended um, a spiritual um, spiritual seances. I studied mm -hmm. tarot, Kabbalah. I'm very connected with it. I know how it works. It's useful up to the point where it's useful. Beyond it, in terms of, um, try this. Try this. Okay. You want you have a person who wants to learn how to fish. Yeah. Better give them the fish, or teach them how to fish. Right. I believe, no matter what the method is, that you want to try and help the patient, the person who is in need of help, mm -hmm. to try to, in a way, answer their own issues by seeing what works and trying it out experimentally. I don't tell, I may make suggestions mm -hmm. as to what people might do, but I make it experimental. Try it out. If it works, use it. If it doesn't, let's look to some other tool. There's a lot of negativity out in the world. Uh, Black Lives Matter. We see the riots in uh, in Charlotte. We've seen riots in Tucson. We've seen the shootings in in Dallas. As a, as a psychotherapist, as you're watching these events unfold, I know that you've written courses for police departments that you know I'm, I'm sure will make a positive difference. But that's getting it into the hands of the police. How do we get it into the hands of the protesters who take it that one extra step and, and cause all this chaos? Well, I'm not sure they're causing all this chaos. I think that they're reacting. Each side, I think, is reacting to the other. Okay. And the key to success is being able to find common ground, and the particular common ground that I think is extremely important to address and to, and to work through is how to manage essentially frustration and anxiety without feeling as if you're going to uh, implode or explode. It's being able to delay uh, the impulse to shoot either way, to overreact, and to let reason rule. That can be taught, but it has to be taught by competent teachers and in a climate where it's not adversarial. Neither side is all right or all wrong. And the key to success is understanding that once anxiety is liberated, anxiety is contagious. So you've got to be able to make a boundary so you don't over or underreact to the experience of, of anxiety. Okay. I, I, I can understand that. And I agree with you 100%. But when it comes to the, uh, the mentality of both parties... When it gets to the situation where they're confronting each other, how can it be diffused at that point? Or is it too late at that point? Well, it, it depends. It, it's always situational. I think with adequate training mm -hmm. um, that uh, people are able to have a variety of responses to danger and to, and to um, uh, the threat of violence. For example... Firemen are noted for helping suicides who are about to jump off of a building. If they do the same thing all the time, what do they do? And it tends to work like magic. Not all the time. Some people jump. Yep. But many more are prevented from jumping. And they got a relatively simple um, intervention. It's called, let the person talk. You just listen and try to be empathic. And just try to make them make yourself into somebody that they can trust, 
And with that kind of um, communication, even if it takes hours, Mm -hmm. most people will feel, thank you very much, that was a good talk, and they won't jump. So that's not all that complicated. So basically you're letting these people vent. Yes, it's, 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 it's in a way it's saying, yeah. what would drive a person like you to want to jump and kill yourself? Yeah. And then let them tell you the story. They all have stories. They're all upset. They, they've, they've been frustrated. Then they get depressed and helpless and hopeless. And then they descend into an area called despair. And you give up hope. And then suicide is one step away. So give them a feeling that they're human beings. I, I get it. I try to understand you. That's um, really helpful. When it comes to fueling the fire... Because of all the information that is being force-fed to a lot of people, media is right there. If it don't, if, if it bleeds, it leads mentality. Does the media, or should the media, I say, take some of the responsibility for the negative actions that we're seeing between in the between uh, the police and protesters? Damn right. They want to sell papers or they yeah. want to stir up uh, conflict. Now, not everybody. Mm-hmm. I, don't want to, I think one of the things we all do is make overgeneralizations. There's media and then there's media. Yeah. Your media, for example, you're a pretty reasonable guy. There's other kind of media, which I will not name, that want to stir up uh, race riots. Yeah. The key to success is being able to address that part of the self, which is called the ego, not conceit but the voice of reason. Let's be fair and reasonable. Let's talk it out. If you can get a person to do that, most of the time, violence will be dispelled. So basically, let's get back to communication, which is a two-way street, talking yeah, and listening. communication where you really hear, yeah. and you don't make judgments. Exactly. Gibbs, stand by, my friend. You and I have to take our final break. Exxon Nation, uh, Dr. Gibbs A. Williams is our special guest. His website is www.drgibbswilliams.com. He's the host of Ask Dr. Gibbs on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Check out the website. You'll see uh, Gibbs' profile there. Go to the on you know our shows. It gives you a nice picture of Gibbs. By the way, you take a nice picture, Gibbs. And... Um, all the information you need on all our shows and all our hosts. That's at www.xzbn.net. Now, Gibbs and I will be back on the other side of this uh, short break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, Exxon Nation, if you'd like to be part of UFO history, the website is simple, www.cubesatfordisclosure.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. You can find out all about our show at www.xz... No, 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 no. It's too many websites, Craig. www.exxonradiotv.com Don't go away. We'll be back shortly. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune in to Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with Spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. 
No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming, 24-7-365. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. What happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genix provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life is no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold.
Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Gibbs A. Williams is our special guest, www.drgibbswilliams.com, and he is the host of Ask Dr. Gibbs on the Exome Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. Gibbs, you know, um, I love what you were saying in the segment before about how to diffuse things and how we should listen to, you know, it's a two-way street, listen and, and, and talk. This should be taught in schools because it would save a lot of problems throughout the child's life and into the years to come. How come something so simple... You are joking. That's what should be taught. Yeah. Exactly. How come it's not, exactly. Gibbs? Um, I don't know. I th- in, in, uh, Emotional Intelligence is a, a very brilliant book that advocates this kind of thing. And there are uh, groups and courses, but it's got to be widespread. I think it's basically um, ignorance, a lack of education. This message has to get through. Now, Gibbs, tell our listeners about your police course. Uh, the police course is um, essentially... Um, a, it starts with, I guess, a critical uh, analysis of the problem and why there's no, up to this point that I found, adequate solution. Mm-hmm. To cut to the chase, I think that the main problem is that there tends to be a hash and rehash of symptoms. And then these sort of superficial um, Answers that are either extremely negative, like one side should just keep their mouth shut and just listen, and the other side will say, yeah, I know it's respect and respect, but you've got to earn respect. And it's adversarial. It's, it's, it's nothing. It's nonsense. All right. So from my vantage point, you've got to get to causes. Now, I've sort of hinted sure. at it before. I think, look, when you've got somebody on either side that's pointing a gun at you and they're, they're agitated. They're upset. Uh, the normal reaction to that is to panic and to feel very frightened. If you don't know how to experience panic so that you can, in effect, not exactly calm yourself down, but at least allow yourself to be able to think about alternatives, then you're going to be trigger happy and you're going to let the gun go and then you, you know the rest. It happens every day. And it doesn't matter which side is which side. So the key to success, and this course uh, hopes to make clear, is how to help police and citizens learn how to bear increasing dosages of so-called negative feelings, primarily frustration, anxiety, depression, and stress. And if you can do that, you got a half a good shot I'm not sure I should use that term, of being able to diffuse <laughs> the tension of what's going on. You know, Craig, my producer just said to me, that would be a great course for, 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 for married couples who are having problems. It is a course of how to deal with differences. It applies to everybody. The key to success, I think, in a, in a, in a widespread issue, mm-hmm. which isn't dealt with enough, is what do you do with internal and external conflict? And the major issue is how do you deal with positive and negative feelings, which is called ambivalence. Love feelings, hate feelings, both within oneself and with others. It happens you know, with teachers and students. It happens all over the place. Yes. It is a basic primer on how to, con- how to be civil in the midst of uh, seemingly intolerable diversity. Since I mean, I, that's, that's, the, that's the key issue of what's going yeah. on in the country. Since humans are part of the animal kingdom, we see this with animals. How come we haven't uh, picked up this trait yet? Well, I have a facetious comment. Uh, I think the animal kingdom is probably a hell of a lot more reasonable than we are. Hey, listen. And I, have... I, I think we ought to take a lead from uh, dogs and cats. You know, if you leave them alone and yeah. treat them okay, they're fine. If you uh, stir them up, they'll attack you. Sure. You know what? I, I agree with you. In fact, I've said many times on this show that, in my opinion, we're not at the top of the of the uh, totem pole of the of the animal kingdom. We're way at the bottom. You know, it is, it is, I just watched headlines from Aleppo. Mm-hmm. And irrespective of your politics and whether who's the right side and sure. the wrong side and who's the enemy and all that, yep. 
There are 250,000 people that are caught in the middle of this horrible power struggle, and they're all going to die. And the U.N. is useless, or they don't know what to do, or we don't know what to do. Nobody knows what to do. We've really hit our own Waterloo, and maybe out of what I think is going to be a really horrible, horrible ending, maybe it will wake a few people to the idea that war is really stupid, and we've got to learn how to negotiate. I couldn't have said it better myself. War is stupid, my friend. And once again, this goes to show how stupid humanity is, because ever since the dawn of history, we've always had the same wars. And we've been fighting over stupidity. How do, with this, I, I, you know, after hearing you discuss the, um, you know, uh, the course that you have for law enforcement officers, people just should take this so we could better relate to people. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that if we use the same techniques, racism would be on a great decline plane instead of on an incline plane. Absolutely. What do you think our children learn from us and the news and what they see? This must affect a child horrifically. I'll tell you, it's really tough bringing up a child. You know, the, 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 all, the media or mm-hmm. the news, you know, makes whatever has happening during the day, which is usually... Uh, outlandish and and really gross. Yeah. It, it broadcasts it all over the place. I would think I don't have young kids anymore, but if I did, and they were, I would encourage them to ask questions and to make comments. And I think it becomes a teachable moment. And usually, how not to be? When we were kids, Gibbs, we had funny cartoons. You know, we had cartoons that made people laugh. But now the kids are are watching cartoons where there's a lot of kicking there's a lot of punching there's a lot of there's a lot of violence and it seems that no one really gives a darn these days what kids do as long as they're quiet and out of their parents hair and that's sad well i think you have a point i think that there uh, there's a tendency to manage kids Mm -hmm. rather than to understand who your kid really is and to encourage them to be honest and sincere and tell you when they like something and tell you when they don't, particularly yeah. if it happens to be you. And I think that if that was encouraged, and it's not a fix. It's not a one thing. It's an attitude to differences. It's, it's, really, it's really being respectful in the best sense of the term and being role models. I think, how would you, how would you if, if Dr. Gibbs A. Williams had a magic wand and he was able to, to fix the world, so to speak. And the reason I'm asking you this is because we're coming down to the bottom of our hour. What would, what would be the top three things that you would do, Gibbs? Well, I'm glad you asked me a simple question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> overall, I think what I would do is to help people understand that there is an internal reality mm-hmm. and an external reality. And in that internal reality, it's really pretty complex. I like Freud's idea of the onion skin model of the mind, where you start out with wherever the surface is, and then you always look to see where the surface is with respect to the context. You keep digging, 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 digging. People are complex. Sure they are. They have a lot going on inside. And if you can acquaint what there is Mm -hmm. and have a respect for the normal divisions then in a way it's like the prescription for a doctor. The good doctors should heal themselves first, and then they can begin to heal others. People need to learn how to heal themselves and, then, and, and stop trying to tell everybody else how to live their lives. So what's that old saying about uh, cleaning up your own house before you go to clean others? That's correct. Yeah. Gibbs, uh, what is your final message for the listening audience of the Exxon Nation tonight? Well... I heard the nice news that I'm going to have my own show, and I'm, I'm really excited. I, I've been thinking of it, daring myself to do it for a long time. It's really here. I sort of took the bait. I'm running with it, and I hope others will at least tune in, take a shot, um, be critical. If you like it, send me information uh, to that effect. If you don't like it, tell me how it could be better or I should get off the air. I will listen to all um, praise and criticism equally. All right, Gibbs, as always, a great pleasure talking to you. And Exonation, Dr. 
Gibbs A. Williams show starts this coming week on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And for all the programming information about Dr. Gibbs, how you can contact him, as well as read his bio, go to www.xzbn.net. That's www.xzbn.net. And Dr. Gibbs' website is www.drgibbswilliams.com. Gibbs, as always, a great pleasure talking to you, my friend. Congratulations on all the great work you do, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the Exxon. Thanks, Rob. Great interview. Take care, my good friend. Well, that's right. it, uh, Exxon Nation. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, if you would like to be part of UFO history, www.cubesat for disclosure. Dot com. That's www.cubesatfordisclosure.com. Wow. Time goes by so fast when you're having fun. This is the X-Zone, and this is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. This is a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, and we're found right here in our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and around the world on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. Once again, if you'd like to find out more about us, visit our website at www.exxoneradiotv.com. And for all the information and programming guide and schedules to the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. I'll be back. Don't go away.